views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of the sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. Oh my goodness. What's going on, everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. Man, I am your host, Mr. Edwin Pagan. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, man, this is a, a weekly technology care package that I do where I take three articles from the internet, usually technology related. I give you my analysis. I break them down for you. And then I send you on your way more advanced <laughs> with more advanced knowledge of how the things on the internet work and technology Listen, I just break down articles for you. I give you my analysis and I send you on your way, hopefully more informed. Usually people when they talk to me or after people listen to this podcast, they're just a little more scared of the internet, man. With that being said, man, um, listen, I haven't done a podcast in a minute. All right, so it's, this is gonna be a little rough episode, all right? Um, if you saw my last video, uh, that little emotional piece I did, Yes, I got custody of my son back. Yay, insert clapping music. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got custody of my kid back, 50-50, all right? So um, with that being said, your boy had to reallocate his resources uh, and his time towards making up time with my son. So my, my time has been spent on my son and just getting my life together, man, and getting everything just together, man, because quarantine really is over here in Florida. So I'm trying to just get everything situated and just kind of get just getting back to normal, bro. It feels good. So I felt like uh, I'm in a good place now to kind of start putting more content out again, to put videos out. So I'm, I feel like I'm in a good place just to just to get back at it, man. So it's 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 hard to get back at it when you haven't done it in a while, man. It's crazy. Um, but no excuses, bro. You got to get it done. So with that being said, guys, outside of that, man, I'm happy to be back. I've just been um, just working a lot like crazy, just working and then studying. I'm working on a certification right now my Azure 500 certification. Jesus, bro. Technology changes, bro. It's crazy how it changes, but it changes for the better. And um, yeah, I've just been studying and then just just working and just spend time with my kid, man. So outside of that, bro, I'm, I'm happy to just be doing the podcast again. And I want to go ahead and just jump right into it, um, guys. So with that being said, guys, the articles um, discussed on the podcast um, will be available in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on a podcast application, it's available on the bio, guys. All right, guys, that being said, man, first article today is coming from the fine folks at the BBC, which is an Apple security uh, security chief charged with bribery. Son, homeboy said, listen, uh, he's trying to get a concealed guns permit, uh, Mr. Thomas Mayer. Um, he's accused of offering $70,000 worth of iPad orders in order to obtain a concealed firearms permit. So homeboy said, listen, go through the proper process of getting a concealed weapons permit? Nah, let me just give the police $70,000 worth of iPads. Uh, so it's a pretty crazy story because it's not only him who got caught up in it, it's actually the police officers of Santa Clara. Um, is it the Santa Clara County, California? Um, two police officers from there got charged as well. So is it that like in California, apparently it's really hard to get a concealed weapons permit? Because like here in Florida, bro, I don't know if some of these some of these kids are born with concealed weapons permit, but like everybody has a concealed weapons permit. Or they don't either. Or I, I don't know what the gun laws are here anymore, bro. I really don't. I don't. I personally, I, I don't. I'm terrible with guns, bro. Guns scare me way too much. But um, with that being said, yeah, Apple security chief got charged. And uh, yeah, uh, long story short, uh, they're being charged, blah, blah, blah. Apple had no comment. They're like, we don't know nothing. Listen, homie was trying to cop a concealed weapon. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? 
but it's such a weird thing to get charged with bro it's just like yeah i'm he's sitting in jail he's like yeah i offered a couple of police officers like seventy thousand dollars worth of ipads i'm trying to say i'm trying to grease them up with seventy thousand dollars how do you even acquire seventy thousand dollars worth of ipads yo like does nobody at apple kind of like check the the inventory they're just like no just take it bro it's right there just grab it (laughs) That's wild, bro. But yeah, interesting article, man. But that being said, guys, um, next article of the day is coming from the fine folks at uh, thewired.com, which is this Bluetooth attack can steal a Tesla Model X in minutes, man. Um, this is a really interesting article. I'm going to do a terrible job of telling you about it, but a very interesting article about how a security researcher has figured out how to clone the car keys of a Tesla in order to gain access to the car and get out of there, bro. It's like Gone in 60 Seconds, the Nerd Hacker Edition. But I love this stuff, bro. I fucking I love security stuff. I'm sorry for cursing. My son's watching this. All right. But that being said, this is a uh, the security researcher in question is Mr. Leonard Waters, a security researcher at a Belgian university in KU Levin. I messed that up. Public school education. I apologize. Um, he revealed a, a list of of uh, security vulnerability or a collection of security vulnerabilities he found in both model and both tesla model x cars and their keyless entry fobs right so um this is really interesting what he's doing um and i kind of just give you a layout and an idea of what he's he's able to accomplish because this guy figured it all out man so in short he's able to figure out how to clone the car keys of a tesla car right so he can walk up to you and if you have a tesla and you have the key fob he can clone your car keys then go up to your car get into your car and then do a couple other things and then steal your car pretty interesting right so to give you an analysis of what what he's doing and how he's able to kind of get this done is in short the tesla car keys right have bluetooth apparently they have a bluetooth radio in it and so what he's able to do is walk up to your car keys right and then update the software on your car keys and then get this unique piece of information that lets him clone your car keys right it's very similar to how you have to go to the dealership to get a copy of your car keys he's able to get that unique piece of information off your car keys and then get access to your car because he clones your car key right and once he clones your car key he can get into your tesla but he can't drive away with the Tesla. Oh, there's what? There's more. This is what he does, right? He then plugs in his computer into your Tesla, all right? And then basically forces your Tesla to accept these new car keys. He tells the Tesla, hey, check out these new car keys. Just add it to the allowed car keys. And just like that, homeboy is able to steal and walk away with your Tesla. I don't know what you do with a stolen Tesla, though. I feel like they can just remotely shut that shit off like that. And there's like GPS on it. So I guess it's more practical if you're just trying to get the stuff in the Tesla. Um, I don't know. I don't own a Tesla. But it's very interesting how he was able to figure this out, man. And a lot of it is because he's able to do this so quickly. Now, the attack obviously is more complicated. It's more it's more sophisticated. right? I, I encourage you to check out the article and not me who's telling you this bro science version of it. But it's one of those things where it's like, yo... It's crazy that when security researchers have the time, they can figure out some really unique vulnerabilities uh, with car technology because cars today, bro, off off rip, man, they're pretty advanced. They got USB, they got Wi-Fi. Like that used to be an upgrade. Now off the off the off the assembly line, they have all these different avenues where you can actually get into the car. So it's really interesting to see how he was able to do this. But the reality is, man, and this is something that like a lot of people don't realize. 
most car keys are very very vulnerable to getting cloned and stolen it's just a it's something that people don't realize that like your car keys especially when they're keyless that that technology itself people have been stealing cars like that for years you just do not hear about it you know what i'm saying i think i did a video recently about that um where it's like no it's very easy to get your car keys and clone it or or bounce the signal to open another car or to open your car as long as your car keys in range um so definitely check out the article it's very interesting how these people figure out ways to steal cars man that's crazy bro the security researcher i don't know man listen i still want a tesla though i don't know if i want a tesla i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know if i want a tesla or if i want a minivan i want a minivan for all the wrong reasons that's how you know your dad you know what I'm saying? he's like yeah listen i want him no listen actually i want a minivan for all the wrong reasons i think i want a minivan just so i can just hang out in it just be like leave me alone the ac's blasted i got some some cold brews in the back that i'm not driving the car i'm just saying it'd be cool to hang out in back of one of those cars i don't know in the back of the van what am i homeless person <laughs> all right homie listen um i didn't say this podcast was going to be um professional but listen i'm glad to be doing this again all right guys let's get this last story out the way and then i'll send you on your way that being said all right next article of the day is kind of a long one i don't you kind of a long one um but it's basically written by a it's a long piece on medium.com it's written by jameson rich got that name right um which is uh basically about him talking about a device that is connected to my heart could save my life it could also be hacked, man. So this article really ties into the whole Tesla thing. So um, I encourage you to check out the uh, the article. But in short, and he's talking about um, basically him having a heart condition in which it requires him to wear a pacemaker, right? A pacemaker is pretty much like something that these doctors, they cut you open, they put it on you, helps regulate your heart, you know, the blood pressure, etc. I'm not a doctor, just an IT guy. So I'm giving you a terrible version of it. But that's in essence what a pacemaker is. Now, the more modern pacemakers these days, obviously, they got Bluetooth on them. They got Wi-Fi on them. And in this article, he kind of talks about it. He's like, I have a pacemaker in me that when I go on Google and look up the model, I find out that, hey, this pacemaker can be hacked. Someone can hack into my pacemaker. Someone can literally hack into my body and actually stop my pacemaker from working. And it's crazy because he's like, if this thing stops working, I die. If it's not there, I die. And it's crazy how like it's one of those things where like for me I had to kind of ask myself a question where it's like so like it like it, it's hard to explain right because it's like all right imagine it's you right you have a heart condition you have to put a pacemaker in your heart and imagine that they tell you hey there's a security vulnerability that if someone wanted to remotely hack into it they could hack into it and stop your heart from working but the odds of that happening they're not that large would you still put that pacemaker in there? And then most people would say, well, can I just disable the Wi-Fi? No, the doctor needs it to be able to push out updates to be able to pull the data from there. And the more they have access to that little Wi-Fi radio on your pacemaker to pull the data, the more information they know about you, the better off you're going to be. Do you still want that pacemaker even though that vulnerability is in there? And it's one of those things that in the article, they kind of talk about how like a lot of these vulnerabilities, people don't realize they exist in their technology. They kind of just take the doctor's word for it. And the way that like I look at it is the standpoint of like, well, you know, I'm not a doctor, right? In the same sense, the doctor's not an IT guy. So it's not the doctor's job to know what vulnerabilities exist with that. And so this person knew or found out about these vulnerabilities prior to that thing being put into their heart, the pacemaker, and how the insurance company said, no, we patched it. That's not real, et cetera. 
but the reality is is that like he has a device in him now that is, can save his life but it can also kill him because if it got hacked and so i encourage you to check out the article because again don't take my word for it but it's one of those things where it's one of those like it's almost like a black mirror thing where it's like yes you know the more things we put on the internet the more access to sensors we have the more data we can collect the smarter we can be when we use that data right right so whether it's you know a, being able to collect glucose levels and being able to collect um certain things that data is great but when you're talking about sensors not so much sensor but when you're talking about medical devices that are connected to the internet that if tampered with can kill someone it's one of those things where it's like are hackers even trying to steep that low but in the same sense you're like no there's always someone who's looking at those vulnerabilities never base security on intuition always base the idea that like no I got a lock on my door for a reason. I, uh, maybe someone will break in, maybe not, but you got to have a lock on your door. And with these devices, it's like we almost don't ask questions. And um, in, in the same respect, it's like, okay, is the pros versus the cons worth it? And for me, I kind of ask myself, like, <sighs> it's weird. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, do you imagine if I die because someone hacked into my pacemaker? It's a real thing. It's something that's like, no, this isn't like a, a sci-fi movie it's a real thing and um it's one of those things where it's one of those things like what i, what I kind of gather from the article is one of those things where it's like you gotta take the good with the bad and the bad with the good but in the same sense um you kind of have the choice to say i don't want that pacemaker in me if it has a security vulnerability you know what i mean and i don't know i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> i don't feel I don't know how I feel. I definitely encourage you to check out the article, um, you know, for, for, to kind of just give me my, my final thoughts. Um, my model and the model I've always heard from people when it comes to computer hacking and when it comes to things like security, there's no such thing as not something that's not hackable. That's foolproof. Think, even things that are offline that aren't even connected to the internet are hackable, including medical technology. So at the end of the day, that, that threat's always going to exist there, and we have to be able to weigh the pros and the cons when it comes to that and kind of mitigate those things. So I, I, it's one of those things where there's there's got to be a way to make those devices more secure, and I definitely think that because they're not so common, that type of security improvement isn't really there in that market. But I think now more than ever, now that companies have security teams and stuff like that, there'll be more vulnerabilities that are patched up, but who knows? It really comes down to like, is it, are they really thinking about that or are they just kind of just kind of get these things out there because they think no one would ever do that. So it's definitely a good article to check out, man. Um, that being said, guys, first word on the road podcast episode, this has got to be season two now, the season two, first season two episode of word in the word is on, on the books and posted. I'm glad this was a short one. Did I run through it? That being said, man, I appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. I'm happy to be back. I appreciate everyone who listens. Um, make sure to subscribe, like, notifications, leave your comments below on everything. Bro, I feel like I did a terrible job. I'm so self-conscious. Anyways, guys, that being said, man, I appreciate you guys listening. Until next time, my name is Owen Pagan. Y'all been fun. Take care. Peace. Guys, what are you doing? Watching my dad's channel. <laughs> Watching your dad's YouTube channel?